0: Welcome to the VA HSRD and Veteran Voices podcast series. In this episode, Query Dissemination Coordinator Diane Hanks talks with Kevin Payne, Navy Veteran and current VA Research Assistant at the VA West Haven Healthcare System. They're discussing Kevin's experiences of being a veteran and transitioning into working with veterans on behalf of VA research. I first wanted to ask you about your service and what military branch you served in and where you served. and
1: I am a Navy veteran. My uh, father was
0: in the Navy. Oh, really? World War Two. Yeah.
1: Okay, nice. So I'm a corpsman. Um, a lot of people aren't familiar with the term corpsman, which is a combat medic. The majority of my time, I was with a uh, Marine unit, um, uh-huh. infantry Marine units. That's where corpsmen served. Uh-huh. Um, so I did... Deployment, 2010-2011, in uh, Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm an OEF veteran as well. Uh-huh. Um, and I spent eight years in the Navy as a corpsman.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I served, I was uh, in Camp Pendleton, uh, California. There I worked in the Naval Hospital there. and Then a few other clinics, and then came back to the East Coast, to Lejeune. My mm-hmm. deployment was with uh, 2-6, the unit mm-hmm. uh, 2-6. And came back to Connecticut and served with the reserve unit there mm-hmm. uh, that's where I ended my uh, career
0: mm-hmm. and did you continue because I know when my dad was um similar to yours, he was on an aircraft carrier and he was an assistant in the uh, operating room, and they asked him if he would they would pay for him to go to medical school right and he did not do okay. that and i think it was because of what he had seen right. in service right, right did you think about continuing your medical career after that or did you just want like okay i've i've done that
1: um i definitely thought about um continuing specifically in the you know uh, trauma side because uh mm-hmm. while i was in there was a lot of emergency medicine and a mm-hmm. lot of uh trauma care emergency mm-hmm. care but as I got to the end of my career uh, mm-hmm. I realized I was burnt out from it so it took yeah. a it took a toll on me uh, but I didn't remain in the medical field I just took a a psych role so I took a role in psychology mm-hmm. uh, my undergrad degree was I got out I got in psychology
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's when I got on with the VA itself
0: yeah so how did that how did that start did so it,
1: it started when I got out I came home in 2011 my friend already worked at the VA uh, at this place called the Arrera Center and it's mm-hmm. in uh Connecticut uh mm-hmm. West Haven Connecticut and it's a community based uh community care center for the veterans
0: for reintegration
1: uh, uh for reintegration um mm-hmm. they have different programs there um and it helps with uh, housing and uh you know funding and a whole mm-hmm. lot of stuff they do there at the uh, Arreira Center there um, and it helps um, the veterans be a part of the community again. They were looking for research assistance for one project, helping veterans reintegrate back into the community. And this mm-hmm. was through motivational uh, interviewing.
0: Oh, um, so how does that work?
1: So I had to be trained mm-hmm. in motivational interviewing. Or so you take the individual mm-hmm. and you highlight their strengths, you know help them realize what they were doing before um they met these periods in their life where they felt they couldn't go anymore or they weren't mm-hmm. motivated to keep going mm-hmm. so we get them back doing the things that they did, um they used to do prior to their service yeah prior to the period that they were affected
0: so getting them back to feeling more th- uh, like themselves
1: right themselves yeah. or you know more than just uh, uh mm-hmm peace in, in the community there right from from that point um the researcher dr jack sai asked me to stay on with him and and from there i, I did and then i've gotten to many other research projects that i helped him with
0: and right. so do you take part in recruiting
1: right so, uh, veterans mm-hmm. to
0: participate in research is that part of what you do
1: right yep so i i'm I, practically a research coordinator. I coordinate the research, and I do everything from recruiting, the Mm -hmm. paperwork on the back end. So
0: what would you tell a veteran, like, okay, here's the good part, Mm -hmm. and here's the challenging part about participating in VA research?
1: So, particularly, depending on the research itself, you can highlight the good parts. Here's what can help you, here's how this can help you, and here's how the the knowledge from you participating in this research can help other veterans.
0: Do you inform veterans at the end of a study, okay, we found this, and so the protocol is going to change, and you helped us change this?
1: If they stay in contact, inquire about the results Mm -hmm. to veterans, or, you know, if we see them in passing around Mm -hmm. the VA, we can say, oh, this study did this, and you helped veterans of this. If it does come up, we keep them informed, yeah. um, and if they inquire, we keep them informed about the studies.
0: Are there any challenges or things that you think the VA could do to make it easier for veterans to participate?
1: Depending on the population, there are the West Haven VA Mm-hmm. The population of Vietnam-era veterans. Mm-hmm.
0: So they're um, a little older.
1: They're a little older. Mm-hmm. And the new studies coming out that involves technology, they kind of need their hands held through the study. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, some, some are computer savvy or mm-hmm. technology savvy so they can get themselves through it. But just having having that support to help the veterans through i know that may take more manpower but it would help mitigate the fear in being involved in the study so the
0: peer support that they're finding in lots of studies right especially i think in the mental health area they're finding that peer support makes a big difference
1: definitely peer support Uh, for a veteran to realize that they have someone there with them to Mm -hmm. help them to to go along the way with them through Mm -hmm. these obstacles are it's kind of matching the model of the military where you have a Mm -hmm. buddy and you never leave one behind Um, right taking that mentality through the research process and
0: um, right do you match peer support by condition for instance if a peer supporter had experience with depression or had experience with ptsd do you try and match them with a veteran who has the same issue?
1: I haven't particularly assigned peer supports but from my knowledge the certain peer has to go through whatever they're helping with. So if, if they're in an addiction clinic, alcohol mm-hmm. addiction, they have to have lived that.
0: Is there anything that you would like to say about working with the VA and is this something that you think you'd continue doing because it makes you feel like you're helping
1: other veterans? I particularly like the VA. As I get further along in my career, I think about how I can remain with the VA and and continue to help out in every way Mm -hmm. possible with the VA. I know for sure that I will stick around the VA and be a help or instrumental support in in that way.
0: Um, Do you find that veterans need more help now with the Mission Act, so that they get part of their care and community care?
1: I think definitely the veterans will need help on their end, but as far as the communication between the VA and these other Mm -hmm. avenues or agencies, it needs to be there as well because, right. say, uh, if a veteran picks a certain institution to, to get his care at and mm-hmm. they have no idea about this act, if the establishment says we're a part of this but the individuals within this establishment have no education on right. how to service the veteran, um, mm-hmm. that creates a, a big um, hassle as well for the veteran. And, yeah. and it, it often gives the veteran a feeling of not being taken care of.
0: So when they're receiving community care or private right. care,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because they're not used to serving veterans, those unique needs aren't being met necessarily.
1: Right. And even in caring for a veteran, mm-hmm. certain ways to care for a veteran—you know and and, to speak and, and to them, and it's to speak, and how to speak to yeah. them, and if the veteran reacts a certain way, mm-hmm. knowing oh it's not a threatening—that's just how veterans you know react or you know right. Dealing with that. So education on, on, on that part and uh, that level would be instrumental to, to the success of that program or yeah. the, the Mission at.
0: Is there anything that you'd like to say about any project that you're working on currently?
1: Currently, I'm in part of the National Center of <laughs> Homelessness. We have started a, a new project called Rebuilding Bridges, helping veterans mend relationships with say bridges that they have burnt in the past could be be family work work. friends yeah friends any instrumental support Mm -hmm. that the veteran had and social support um, as well it's a series that a veteran meets with me and we do CBT based practices uh, cognitive Mm -hmm. behavioral Mm -hmm. um, techniques to help these veterans with uh, interpersonal connection and learning how to roll with some resistance that they may meet with Mm -hmm. these uh, Burnt Bridges there um, and learn how to just work on their connections with other individuals. And
0: it's like anyone who's had uh, substance abuse problems in particular.
1: Right, substance abuse, Mm -hmm. mental health.
0: So are most of the veterans that you work with, do they have uh, unstable housing? Are they... Homeless or right, so
1: they're either in transitional housing mm-hmm. or, you know, just getting into their own home through supportive housing from the VA. So yeah, they, they need help in, in that way as well.
0: And that can be a frightening period. Right,
1: and on top of that, you feel alone. You, you yeah. don't feel connected with any of your supports right. that, that you were right. used to. Uh, because
0: I imagine even on the streets there is support Right, uh, because you're living with right. other veterans or right. other people right. that are other on the streets, there? and all of a sudden you're in... A place where you're
1: right. all by yourself right you're you're so. in this place that's good for you yeah you, you know, but you new and strange and, but it's also new and strange with their support system they're able to mm-hmm. maintain that or else it may possibly return back right to the right where, where because it's familiar. what they
0: know yeah. and they feel more comfortable
1: right so and a lot of these individuals that I, I meet with they're ready they're ready to change and right. they're ready but it's just it's just hard they need for them. Help. yeah they need help
0: so it makes it all the more important to have somebody and, and so much more important to have it be a veteran right. who understands exactly mm-hmm. how it feels right, right. to be in charge to be in control and then to have that taken away for whatever reason mm-hmm. whether it's mental health or physical injury or both um, and to just all of a sudden feel helpless
1: right. and, and then uh, part of the rebuilding bridges is it's okay to be Vulnerable yeah. and, and ask for help, you know, and yeah. reach out to these individuals that can possibly help you or continue to help right. you. Right. Um, and with you not taking it for granted.
0: Right. And then what they can do is turn around and do the same thing for someone else. Right. So. Right.
1: Right. So yeah. it, it it works. It's like a snowball yeah. effect there. Another project in the works um, with the National Center mm-hmm. um, uh, with the. Dr. Jackside being a director mm-hmm. he's want, he wants to implement uh, a money management um, for veterans uh, uh-huh. intervention
0: Oh that's a great idea
1: right so uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of the veterans they get you know the disability mm-hmm. and, and um, other stipends and, and don't necessarily know how to manage their money uh, right. properly so right. this this intervention is in place to help them with uh, education around credit properly managing their money, tracking their expenses on a weekly basis and, you know, monthly because some uh, majority of veterans, they just get paid once a month, Right. you know, right. so it, it's, it could be difficult to manage that way.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: Just to say the VA is making major strides um, to improving care. I, I just would like to see the VA continue to Uh, make this try, make those innovations that will help Mm -hmm. uh, continue to help these military members as they come out, as they transition out, and um, have a place for them to get the quality of care that they need.
0: The views and opinions expressed in the preceding podcast do not reflect formal VA policy. To learn more about health services research funded by VA, or to listen to other Veteran Voices podcasts, Visit the HSRD website at www.hsrd.research.va.gov.